Okay, yesterday's stuff was Daf Nun Ches uh, 50, is that right? 58. And today is 59. We're going to do a review of yesterday's stuff. Get for today's. It should be safe. Um, the Chayalim accomplished their goals and uh, freed the hostages. And also, Lili Nishmas Yitzchak Heshel Ben Avram Gedalia and Rufu Shlema for. Uh, Amy Basvora for Bracha Bashashana, Hadas Basronia, um, uh, Miriam Bas Etel Zisel, um, and Tvito Ben Chasha, Sarbas Yechevet, and Shashana Gilda Bracha Bas Yalrina. And all else who need her for. And with that, let's get started. Okay, let's get started on the review. We're starting at the scenario where the animal fell into the garden. Apparently, the area outside the garden was elevated, and he landed into the garden. So he pays mashanenes, mishalemes mashanenes. Okay. Um, so that's the Mishnah. So Rav explains that the the hana was that it was nechbeda that he squat that the animal squashed the the food, and that was the hana that it saved it it softened the, the fall. Uh, but uh, so the Gemara is saying. So what do you mean? If it, if it ate, then it wouldn't pay Mashananis, um, or even that he wouldn't pay. So is Rav hold that uh, the animals? You know, like we find this idea, the animals shouldn't have eat, eaten. Um, is that what you're saying? <laughs> is that what you're saying that the animals shouldn't have eaten? That's only uh, in the opposite direction. When the animal gets damaged by its eating, you know, you know, you come to a child and you keep eating and you get a bellyache afterwards, so like you shouldn't have eaten. It's on you. You can't blame the, the person who made the kiddush. So it's the same thing. The animal overeats and gets sick. It's the animal's problem or the owner of the animal's problem. It's not the owner of the food's problem. That's the other direction. But here, the animal damaging by eating mm-hmm. does... For sure, it doesn't matter. Why should that be a ptur? So the Gemara explains, you're absolutely right. But it says, Benechbeta means not only, of course, if it eats, it's Mishal and But if it's Nechbeta, you might think that Nechbeta is like me doing a good turn to, uh, you know, to help out. You know, after all, I'm saving him a major loss. How did she save him money by her falling into the vegetables and destroying them? How does she save money? She didn't eat as much as she could eat? Is that what no, you no, like no, to no, say? No, 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 no. The saving is the, is the, is the, the animal not, not getting injured because it, it softened the fall. It was cushion. It okay, worked like a cushion. A cushion for the, for the exactly right. Okay, it, if you're gonna fall from a high place, okay, so, okay. it's much better to fall on a bunch of tomatoes than falling then on fall the hard ground. The box. Okay. Exactly, that's the answer. Okay. Um, of course, there's not much you're gonna be able to do with those tomatoes afterwards. But the point is, is the benefit is not the same as the value of the tomatoes. You know what I mean? That's the point. The point is, though, maybe you should consider this what's called a mavriach harim If I see a lion coming to eat my neighbor's sheep and I run out with my and stick and gun, gun, and, gun and fight okay. it and fight it off, that's doing a mitzvah. So maybe this is a, his mitzvah. This is your mitzvah. You don't get compensated for mitzvah. That's not. That's not what. That's like cheapening the mitzvah. That's what you might think. Kamash that we don't say that. Now well, the question is, why don't we say? That this is a scenario of Avriach Harim So we saw two ideas. Idea number one is, 
is that it's only when you choose to do it. Here, I wasn't given any options at all. Animal fell on my, my tomatoes. I maybe wouldn't have wanted him to fall. It would be as safe. I didn't know, right, exactly. It's not my, it wasn't my choice. So when I choose to do a mitzvah, then yes, I don't get compensated because I'm doing a mitzvah. And secondly, the normal Mavriach Harim and Chavero, I'm not, all, I, it's, all it is is my time and effort. So I don't get paid for that because it's my time and effort. I can't like ask for a reward for chasing away the lion. It's very nice of you and very noble, but whatever. It's, it's a mitzvah, so there you go. Your reward is in the mitzvah. But over here, I'm suffering a loss. Maybe I should be able to be compensated for my loss. Even if it was my choice, basically, is really the point. That's the idea. So the question is, how did the animal fall? What was the scenario that brought about the animal falling? So we, we saw two ideas. First was Ravkana. The animal urinated, slipped on its urine, fell over into the... <coughs> I'm sorry, into the neighboring uh, private property. Um, so um, that's one way. And Rava says that it, uh, the one of them knocked the, one animal, pushed the other animal off the, the cliff, so to speak. So um, if... Excuse me. Um, if you say that it's uh, the the... the pushing off the cliff, that that's enough to be only Mishalimus Mashalimus, then Kavachomer, the slipping on, the, on its own urine, of course, is ab- abnormal and not something that you should have like, p- prevented. But if you say the, the slipping one, so then the other one is preventable, where one pushes the other, you should have made the animals go one by one at a time, not, not two together, where they could push each other. So that's on you, and, and therefore you should pay Mashazika because it's your fault that the animal fell. And that's the other opinion. Okay. And that brings us to another thing. Rav Kana says that this is only true in the same, in the same place where it landed that it ate from there. But if it went from there to another place, then you're going to have to pay full damages. That's because uh, you should retrieve your animal right away. Uh, Rabbi Yechonin says, no, that's not true. The hatter, it continues from this one to the next one, even all that long, until he gets it back. Um, uh, Ladas, meaning I know about it, and I find it, and I bring it back. Then, next time around, it's Mashazika. What does that teach you? That uh, once it learned how to, that, it, that there's a, a lot of prized tomatoes next door. And it's going to jump next time intentionally. So you got to be you got to be extra careful on him. And then it's on you, and you pay mashazika. No slipping anymore. Okay. Next, we said is that if the animal went down the regular way, not the shortcut off the cliff, but walked its way around and damaged, so you pay damages because you are not watching your animal. You let it go. So, Rabbi Yermia asks, what if it went down the normal way, but the way it damaged was not in a normal way of just eating. It, uh, it gave birth, and the, and the placenta went all over the fruit. Okay, obviously, that was not, that, that, that lowers its value. Okay, the market, marketability of tomatoes that smell like placenta mm-hmm. is limited. Okay. Good washer, good rinse. <laughs> it needs good rinse. It needs more than a good rinse. It's not uh, not, not going to work. Okay, so what's the deal? So uh, if you hold chilasim b'mshir, so there's no question. Of course, you'll be chayev because it's chilasim b'mshir. Even if you want to call this a sefer b'ines, so therefore uh, you're going to be chayev. It doesn't matter. However, 
If you hold chilasim b'shiv soif bainis potter, that's the suffix. On the one hand, you could say, look, it's soif bainis potter. It's what happened in the end is something outside the norm, and I shouldn't, I didn't have to cover for that. Or do we say this is all pshia? This is not an onus at the end. Why? Because when you see an animal is almost ready to give birth, the animals do look for a place that's private that they feel safe, and therefore you should make sure to keep it in a protected area and don't, um, or a place where it could be private to be able to give birth, um, and that's on you, and therefore it becomes your responsibility, the fact that uh, this happened, and therefore it's a, it's a take of Suffolk, you're not sure. Which brings us to the next thing of paying damages, and we learned that the payment of damages is not exactly direct and it's complicated so first of all where's the source for this idea that you don't just pay what you eat the animal does whatever eats uh, six tomatoes how much does it cost six tomatoes in the store and that's how much you have to pay that's not how it works the answer is we pay based on the a portion of the field that it ate from and the question is where does that come from what's in the core the answer is because the puzzle says it ate it destroyed within a field which means that you evaluate it uh, as a as a portion of the field. Now I don't want to use that puzzle to tell you that you're chayiv, uh, not in the as opposed to the rishus rabbim in the rishus rabbim you're potter in the rishus ayachid you're chayiv because it says be a So it's we use that puzzle already. The answer is it could have just said or be a or sideach or be a sideacher. Why does it have to say bisteacher? That means that it's both ideas. Maybe it's only teaching you the idea, uh, this idea, and maybe we don't have a source for Rishos Rabbim. How do you know that Rishos Rabbim not? Because it could have just said it in the area of Tashlumen. Meitav Sadeo, Meitav Karmi Yishalim, Bistei Acher, as a portion of the other field. Um, why does it write it in the place of the, the point of, this, this, uh, of the eating? That means that it's both ideas. First of all, the eating has to take place in a private property in order for you to be chayev. And secondly, that the payment is as a portion of the field and not as a standalone item. Now, how do we evaluate that? So we saw a number of different shitas. We have Rav Yosef says a saw out of 60 saw. We have Rav Yanni says a tarkov out of 60 tarkovim, which is half the amount of half the amount. Um, but again, it's one sixtieth in both of those cases. And Chizka says a clock in sixty clachim. Okay, basically, which uh, which in a way is really they're all saying it's the one sixtieth uh, rule that uh, we 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 look at the change in the value out of sixty, and uh, and that's how um, and that's how it's marketed. Um, so what if it ate kaver uh, kavayim? We don't say pay the value. This is Gemara's question on this. Rather, we look at it as if it's a furrow, a small furrow, and you evaluate it. It's not talking about in its own right. So we say, no, no, it means out of 60. Okay. Next we saw is that uh, we don't do a kav because it's mashpiach, and we don't do a base core because it's poking. Now, what is that saying? So Rapapa first explains that what that means is, is that a, a kav out of 60 kav, that's mashpiach mazik. Um... That means you're going to be paying more, and uh, core in shishim korim is pogim mazga. Means you're going to be paying less because it's uh, it's less significant when it's in such a huge amount. Uh, so Rav Huna Parmenach says um, it wouldn't have said it that way. It would have said low base core. It would have said it says uh, it should. Why why does it say low base core? It should have said low core. 
So the Rav Huna Bar Menuch explains in the name of Rav Acha, Rav Ika, that what's going on over here is this, that we don't evaluate a kav alone, that meaning what he ate, because that is way too um, onerous on the damager. Okay? Um, and uh, meaning you're going to have to pay way more money. Okay? And uh, we also don't make it out of a kav, out of a base core, which is a very minimal amount. Because now the one who is damaged, it's almost going to be negligible. The difference in value in a large swath of land between one tiny corner of it that's damaged is not even going to show up at all in the price. Okay? Or almost nothing. So what do we do? 60. 60 is like the right amount, more, of what it ate. And then it's like kind of like taking into account like in bulk, the bulk value of something. And that's the idea. So it took us to a story, where, and, um, and this really will continue into today's daf. So the story goes is that there was this fellow who cut down a palm tree um, from his friend. So they came to the exilarch, and they asked him to paskin on it. So he says, look, I happen to know the palm tree. It was, uh, oh, it was, a, it was like a th- three palms in a row. That's what it, the situation was. And um, and uh, it was w- and, the, and the whole thing was worth a hundred. So after all, you destroyed a third of it. So you got to pay thirty three and a third. End of story. So the guy was upset. He's like, "This does not sound to me like a fair ruling." And why should I go to a Persian judge? Basically, he was putting down the the this ruling of the exilarch, saying that it doesn't seem to be accurate. Psak. That's like not you know like you're making it. Too hard on the on, on, on what I did after all. Okay. Well, what's your alternative? We'll get to it. What do you mean? That's a whole discussion. So that's what this he didn't like that. He didn't like that psak. So Once then you they, go there, you can't really Hold on. Then they came before of Nachman. After all, Rav Nachman was he was happened to be the chassan, the chassan they was the son in law of the Lord. So he asked him what he thought. And he said, You're absolutely right. You evaluate it as a sixtieth. Meaning, meaning, let's say you're buying, you know, like what is the cost when you're buying 60 uh, palm trees for, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, like, what, what, you know, like breaking down per palm tree. In other words, okay. in other words so palm. like when you're buying in bulk, you get a discount. That's the concept. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's how much it should be. So Rava, when he heard Rav Nachman's psak, he said, I know that we do this 160th thing when it comes to niske mimono, meaning when your animal comes and causes damage, so we get we, we make it easier on you, right? So that ate from the field, it's beer mistake, it's as a portion of the field, so it's, you know, uh, I get that. But this is niske gufo. This is where a man himself chopped down a guy's tree. Who says that we do that lower valuation over here? So Bai told Rava when he asked that question, he says, what would you have the payment be? What's your view? Um, you, you think, I mean, after all, there's a price that says that when the guy ruins the guy's vineyard of his friend, and it was smadar, which is like a certain stage of development, like an early stage of development, you look at it, what it was before, and what it's worth now, um, but he doesn't mention anything about 60, right? You're just like, what's the before? What's the damage? That's it. And that's what he pays. Um, but... That the fact that it doesn't does not mention sixty 
is not enough of an indicator because by the animal, it also doesn't mention anything about 60. And we know that by the animal, it has to be 60 because it says in the Brisa, same thing. If it ate a natia, uh, meaning a, y- a young uh, a tree that was just planted, or you know, cut it, destroyed it. So Rav Yossi says the, the, in Jerusalem, they say a natia, one year is two kesef, two years is four kesef. Um, if it ate chaziz, which is like a fodder, like early growth of of, uh, of grain, so basically it says you look at wh- what's left, okay. Meaning you look at the what's left, what uh, how much uh, it grows in the time of the harvest. We figure out basically what it what it would have been had it not been eaten, and that's what he's going to have to pay. And the chum say we look at it what it was worth and what it's worth now. Now, or if it ate smother, there's the animal continuation. So now, um, one second. This is where we left off in the middle of the conversation. So we'll.